Blessed Sunday everybody and welcome again to Grow Point Tumageri Worship at Home. Before we come into God's Word this morning, let's unite our hearts and our minds in prayer. So let's pray together. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful Lord for this beautiful morning. We thank you that we can worship you, whether some of us are worshiping online and some of us are worshiping on-site. Lord, we thank you that we can all meet at the throne of God with our praises with our adoration, with our thanksgiving. Lord, we want to express our love, our affection. We want to express our praise and adoration. We want to offer our lives back to you because, Lord, you are worthy. We thank you for being our creator, for being our father who loves us, who, who cares for us, who values us. And, Lord, I pray that today you will speak to us from your word. Use your servant, Lord God. Use your word, Lord God, to reveal who you are, to reveal who we are. And I pray that, Lord God, there will be a real meeting of your people and you. And I ask that you will transform us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. I ask that you would enable us by your strength and grace to live in victory as we look to you as our source as we draw strength from you, as we run to you as our Savior. Oh God, I pray that you will glorify yourself at this hour now. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of my message is Victory Over Worry as part of our series Living in Victory. And we learned that as Christians, we need to look to God by faith to live in victory because He is our source. He has given us everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. The Bible says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenlies. The moment you repented of your sin and you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you became a child of God and you have been blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. And also... Remember that Jesus is not only our Savior from the penalty of sin, he's also, He also saved us from the power of sin. And He will eventually free us from the very presence of sin. So God is our source. of He's our strength. And He is our Savior. And He alone can give us the victory that we so desire against the giants of life, giants such as worry and anxiety, fear, confusion, discouragements, and everything else. He gives us the victory over the devil and his demons. He gives us the victory over the sinful flesh, the desires to you know, disobey God. He gives us the victory over the ungodly system of the world that we live in. Now last week we learned that David, as he set an example for us, we learned from David, that God gives victory to those who trust in Him completely. Let me say it again. God gives victory to those who trust in Him completely. That's what we learn from David. And David is a good example of that truth. He was just a shepherd boy, but he defeated the giant Philistine champion named Goliath, who was a man of war from his youth. Everybody was afraid of Goliath, including King Saul. To them, the giant Goliath was too strong. The champion was too skillful. And this enemy was too scary to face and fight against, much less to defeat and win in victory. 
But it is very encouraging to realize that there is no giant in life too big. There is no giant too powerful, no giant too skillful, too scary for our God to defeat. David was teaching us last week that the battle is the Lord's. He had faith that not only believes that God can, but his faith believed that God will. He said, the Lord will deliver my enemy into my hands. And today we will learn together how to bring down this enemy that consistently you know, attacks us and is defeating many of us. The giant of worry. And here's the main idea. Here's an encouraging thought. And we will talk about this this morning in this message. You see, worry is a giant that can be defeated, that can be overcome by trusting God as our creator and father. Let me say it again. Worry is a giant in life we can overcome by trusting God as our creator and father. You see, as our creator who made us in his, in his own image, God values us more than anything else. As our heavenly father, who saved us through his son, Jesus Christ, who has forgiven us of all of our sins, who has given us eternal life. He loves us so much as his children, as members of his eternal family, and he cares for us as our king. Remember, we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dearly beloved son, the kingdom of light, Jesus Christ. And he cares for us. So the question is, how can we defeat this giant called worry? I said it already. We can overcome it by trusting God as our creator and our father. But there are four key principles we must apply to overcome this giant called worry. Number one, I'll be, we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 6, a very familiar passage, okay? Turn to Matthew chapter 6 and then let's begin in verse 19 and we'll work our way down to verse 34. So the first key principle is what I call perspective. If we're going to defeat this giant named worry that is intimidating us, that sometimes overwhelms us and defeats us, when allowed it incapacitates us, it hinders us, it brings us down. It quenches our spirit. It saps us and drains us of our strength. If we're going to defeat that, we must have the right perspective. I should say we must have an eternal perspective, God's perspective on things. And let's read beginning in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 down to verse 23. We must be focused on what is eternal. You see here, Jesus was laying down some principles that you know, are supposed to be applied and that he expects to be applied by his own people who are in his kingdom. That's what Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 is all about. This is called the Sermon on the Mount. Let me begin, begin uh, reading in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
The eye is the lamp of the body. So, if the eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then the light is in you, is darkness. How great is that darkness? So the first question we need to ask ourselves is this. If we're going to be, you know, victorious over worry, do you have the right perspective in life? Do you have God's perspective in life? Do you have an eternal perspective in life? So let's, work, let's talk about that. Ask yourself this question. What are you living for? What are you living for? Are you living to pile up earthly treasures? Jesus is telling you today, stop doing that. Stop accumulating earthly treasures because he said it will eventually be destroyed and be taken away from you. And these are very wise words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to take it. Listen to him. He said, you know, do not collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Sayang, usik imong kahago, usik imong panahon, usik ang imong kusog, usik ang imong mga oportunidad. Okay? Usik kayo na siya. Kaya nga naman, if nagkinabuhi lang ka alang sa mga kalibotanan niyong mga botang, kinay mga botanang madugta lang ni, mahanaw ni, biyaanin ni mo, kawato ni siya. In other words, ang point ni Jesus is, you will lose these things. Earthly things are only earthly good. He wants our, our lives to matter not only in this life but for eternity. So Jesus wants every ounce of your energy, every bit of energy you have to bear eternal fruits. In short, Jesus is telling us, don't waste your life. It's too precious to be spent on things that will only last for a few years and then disappear. Instead of spending your life, Christ is telling us, invest your lives for eternal treasures in heaven. Put your sight on eternal things. Put your sight on things that will last for eternity. That's why he brought up the, you know, this thought about your eyes. Asa nakafocus imong mga mata. Unsay pirmin mo ang ginalantaw. Unsay pirmin mo ang ginasight. Unsay pirmin mo ang ginatarget. Because that will determine the direction of your life. That will determine the decisions of your life. That will determine the destination where you will arrive in life. You see, by context, the Lord Jesus has been teaching his listeners in this Sermon on the Mount. When you talk about chapter 6, he's been telling them not to perform their acts of righteousness in front of people. In order to be praised by them. That's the context okay, by which Jesus said these words beginning in verse 19 down to verse 34. So he was telling them, do not give to the poor just to be seen by people. Do not pray just to be seen by people. Do not fast just to be seen by people. He said, because if you will do that, you will receive your reward in full and you will no longer receive a reward in heaven from your father. So in essence, he was saying, do everything for the audience of one. God himself and God alone. Or else, Jesus said, 
Okay? You will have your rewards here on earth and leave them behind when you die and you will not receive your eternal reward from God in heaven. What are you living for? How do you look at life? Do you look at life as this, you know, one-time chance to accumulate earthly things and enjoy earthly things? Okay, and, and then just that. Is that how you view life? No wonder you're filled with worry. No wonder napuno ka kabalaka because naglantaw ka sa mga kagalingon. You know, I'm already um, in my mid-twenties. I'm already in my mid-thirties and I still don't have my own house. I still don't have my own car. I still don't have my own motorbike. I, I haven't traveled yet. I, I know, I, and so on and so forth. I still don't have my own flat screen smart TV. I still don't own, you know, a piece of land. I'm way behind the race. My batchmates, wow, my goodness, how mga batchmates, nindot na kayong mga balay, nindot na kayong mga sakinan, dili kayo sara, daggalin sila sakinan, and, you know, sige na silang gapost sa ilang Instagram, sa ilang Facebook, na nag-travel sila, na ato sila dito, you know, nag-biking sila, nag-hiking sila, nag-boating sila, nag, you know, joyride sila, and na sila ng resort, the next week na sila ng resort, they're eating in this restaurant, next week they're in this restaurant, you know, and then they're already making plans that when COVID protocols are being lifted, they know where to go. They know where the next vacation is. And ikaw, wala pagigyapon ka. That's why you are filled with worry. How can I catch up with them? How can I get in this race? What are you living for? Jesus is telling us, be focused on what is eternal. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth that will be destroyed or will be taken away from you or at best, you will live behind you. Instead, he said in verse 24, I mean, secondly, he said in verse 24, be faithful to God who is eternal. He says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one or love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The next question, perhaps a more important question you need to ask yourself, after asking yourself, what are you living for? The next question you need to ask yourself is this, who are you living for? Who are you living for? Whose are you and who are you living for? Who is your master? Do you wake up and work for God or for money? You see, when you wake up each day and work to earn money, then you are living for money and money is your master. And money is a hard and harsh one to serve. Why? Nganumin ko nga harsh ang money. Okay, di niya siya, tampalasa na siya nga, nga agalon. Okay, wala ginikaluoyin yung kwarta. If kwarta ang yung agalon, if nagkinabuhi ka para mag-accumulate ang kwarta, you know, if you're living for money, if you're enslaved to money, know what? It is a hard master. It's a harsh master. Why? Let me give you two basic reasons. Number one, money never satisfies any one of us. Money is never, never satisfies us. The more you have money, the more you want to have more. You're never satisfied. Murag feeling ni mo, magkalaluman pirmi yung bulsa, di man mapuno. Di ka matagbaw. When you earn more, you want more. Secondly, money can ruin relationships. 
Many times we have witnessed the sad breakup of a marriage relationship of couples over money and possessions, siblings fighting one another, even trying to murder one another because of wealth. Thirdly, I, I said two, but I actually have three, sorry. Thirdly, money can be an idol. It can take the place of God in our lives. It deceives its possessors and gives them this sense, this false sense of security. Money will make a person think he can have everything and anyone he desires in life. In reality, many people think and say to themselves, if only I have more money, if only I have much money, as if money is everything. And it is all that we need in this life. They have made money their God, small letter G. They live for money. They work for money. They wake up for money. Everything about, everything that they do is for money. But we must realize that money is just a tool and there are more important and valuable things in life that money cannot buy. As someone said, money can buy a house, but it cannot buy a home. Money can buy a bed, but it cannot buy sleep. Money can buy a clock, but it cannot buy time. Money can buy a book, but it cannot buy knowledge. Money can buy food, but not appetite. Money can buy friends, but not love. You see, let me be clear about this. God does not condemn money itself, not even being rich. Okay? Not even being rich. Because money may not be everything, but everything in this life, or almost everything in this life, seems to demand money. What does God hate? God hates the love for money. That's what He condemns. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, the Bible says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. In fact, Bible is telling us that even Christians abandon their faith. Even Christians deny the faith because of their love for money. And Jesus is giving us a hint. He was implying to us that money is God's competitor. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. You need to choose one. You either serve God or serve money. So ang kompetensya sa ginoo kwarta. You are either living for the Lord or you're living for money. Who are you living for? We cannot and should not think that money can do everything. Or, okay, that money is everything. Kaya kung ngayon mo na money can do everything and money is everything, that you will wind up doing everything for money. Instead, remember this, okay? Instead, embrace this truth. God can do anything and everything. And so you and I should be doing everything for God. Did you catch that? God can do everything and anything. So you and I should be doing everything for God. God will always do what is good for us. So we should always do what glorifies Him. When we embrace an eternal perspective, we will be empowered to face the challenges and the chaos, the sufferings and the sorrows, and even have the right attitude towards the burdens and the bumps on the road of this journey called life. 
you will be empowered to face this giant called worry. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 4. Paul said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, if then you have been raised with Christ, listen to this, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Set your minds on things above, on eternal things, not on earthly things. Have the right perspective. Have God's perspective in life. That's first. Okay? That's the first key. You want to overcome worry? You want to overcome worry for food, for clothing, okay? for shelter, for the things of this life? You want to overcome worry? Have God's perspective. What are you living for? Jesus is telling us, don't live to accumulate earthly things. Live to accumulate heavenly treasures. Who are you living for? Are you living for God or are you living for money? That's very important. Embrace an eternal perspective. Live for what is eternal and live for God who is eternal. The second key principle to overcome, overcoming worry is this. Provider. Okay? Provider. Who is your provider? Who do you look to as your source? For provision. Let's read beginning in verse 25 down to verse 31. Therefore, Jesus said, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Let's stop there. First, let us consider what they will, what they will call the argument from the greater to the lesser. Okay? Because that's what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing here. He's making an argument from the greater to the lesser. Jesus argues that if God our creator can give us life which is greater, then he can and he will provide for what is necessary for that life. Food, drink, and clothing. The lesser. So if makahatag siya na itong kinabuhi, which is of greater value, dili ba din niya kayang ihatag kung unsa itong gikinahanglan para nga masustinar na ang kinabuhi? Di ba dito niya tagaagpagkaon, sinina, okay? o unsay kinanglan na itong imnon para nga ang kinabuhi ngayon yung gihatag masustain? So if God has given you life, which is far greater in value and worth, can He not give you food? If God has given us a body which is far greater in value, can He not give us clothing? And since God gave us our lives and bodies in the first place, and since He has called us, He will sustain us. Has He provided evidence for this? Remember that He did provide for the nation of Israel in the wilderness. You see, God delivered them from Egypt. God did great things there, signs and wonders. He divided the Red Sea. Okay? Since He did those great things, giluwas niya siya, gipagawas nila sa, niya, sila sa slavery, gipa, you know, labang nila sa Red Sea, he, he did a miracle. Greater things, right? Greater things. 
Since he did those great things, would he then fail to provide them with food and water? If ma, <laughs> tanawara ko na, if ma, ma, mabuhat niya itong ten plagues para na ang kagahi nga kasing-kasing ni Pharaoh, okay, ma, mapugos bitaw or ma, ma, makahimo siya desisyon nga, okay, mo give up siya. O niya iyang gipa, sige, pang, panglayas na mo. O mahimo sa ginawa ang milagro nga gipart niya ang Red Sea para makalabang sila. O niya gipabalik niya haron nga matakluban sa tubig ang mga Egyptians nga ni siya ang mga katawahan. If God can do these great and mighty things, can He not give them food and water? Mabita na yung basic ay nila na question. Nga lang giluwas pa man minimo Lord when they complain to, the, to, to God. Nga lang giluwas pa man minimo, parang patyon minimo din sa wilderness. Di ba kung mabasa ka ng, ng question mo, ito, na unsa man ang pangutan na, oy, giluwas gani ka, kay harong dili ka mamatay. Di ba? Unya, di na noong katagaan sa imong ikinanglan. Since He gave us life and breath, and since He has called us unto Himself, Jesus, here in this passage, is arguing with us that God will surely sustain us. So take no anxious thought for what you will eat, what you will drink, or what you will wear. So he who gave us the greater life and body will also give us the lesser food and clothing. Jesus is saying, do not confuse your priorities in life. Romans chapter 8, verse 31, 32. What shall we say then to these things? Okay, argument. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, the greater, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely gives us all things? The lesser. Napabaday mo labaw siyang anak? If nahatag manggani niya, nasakripisyo manggani niya ang iyang bugtong anak to provide for our eternal need of salvation from sin, death, and hell, can he not and will he not Provide for our daily needs, our earthly needs of food, drink, and clothing. Surely, God will. So that's the argument of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't worry. Iya kang gitagaan o kinabuhi. Iya kang tagagun sa kinahanglan ni mo. Haron ka mabuhi. So don't worry. Second, Let's consider the argument from the lesser to the greater. Ganina, from the greater to the lesser. Karunapod, from the lesser to the greater. Beginning in verse 26. Ningo Jesus, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now here's the question. Are you not of more value than they? Dili ba ka mas importante kaysa sa mga langgam sa kahanginan? Dili ba day ka mas palangga sa ginoo? Think about those words. You are of greater value to God than anything else He created because remember, you were created in His likeness, you were made in His image. So God cares for you enough to provide for you. He values you more than you think and He will not forget your needs. Think about that. Are you not of more value than the birds of the air? 
And then he continued, verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you so anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like, this, like, like one of these. Verse 30, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. So Jesus is telling us, if giamumahan, if gialagaan, if gitagaan sa ilang gikinahanglan, ang mga langgam sa kahanginan, if nindot kayo ang, you know, matawag na tog, panaput sa mga bulak na naasa, you know, um, sa yuta. Dili ba de kapuniya tagaan o giimong sinina? Nga mas palangga man ka, mas importante man ka? Ano na balaka man ka? Ano na balaka man ka? God is your creator. He gave you your life. He will certainly provide for what you need to sustain that life. Because God, is your, as your creator, is your provider. If God can do that to the lesser, like the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, He will certainly do it to the greater. That's you, that's me, that's all of us. Maskin ko dikaw, if makahatag ka o makasakripisyo ka sa iyong mga resources nga to sa ubang tao, di ba mas labaw pa ka nga muhatag o sakripisyo sa iyong mga mahal sa kinabuhi? Madahan. Okay? If you care for the plants and the animals, you should care more for human beings. Sidetrack naman. So the point is this. Okay? Una, ang argument of Jesus is from the greater to the lesser. If He can give you this, which is called life, surely He can give you food and clothing and drink to sustain that life. And then the argument from the lesser to the greater. If He can care for the birds and the lilies, Surely He can care for you because you are of greater value to God than anything else that He has created. Because God is your creator, okay? He is your provider. Secondly, because God is your Father, He is your provider. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, 32, Therefore, Jesus said, again, okay? He said this, Do not be anxious. Do not worry. This is the, the second time he said this phrase, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. As your creator, and as your Father, God takes full responsibility for you and for us. He takes it upon himself to make sure that you have all that you need. Not only to survive, but to thrive in this life. And we can trust God on that. God's character okay, cannot be doubted. God's character is our creator and father. Okay? I mean, think about it. He's trustworthy. He's dependable. He's reliable. Never doubt God. He values us as his creation made in his image and in his likeness. And he loves us as his children and members of his eternal family. He cares for us as subjects in His eternal kingdom. He's our creator. He's our father. He's our king. If you think about that, 
He's a good creator. Okay? He's a good father. He's a good king. As our creator, he takes care of us. He provides for our need. As our father, of course, he gives us good gifts. Whatever is good for us, he gives it to us. As our responsible good king, he makes sure we are safe okay, and we're well provided. You are that secured. God is your provider. So don't worry. Don't worry about food, clothing, and drink. Don't worry about your earthly needs. He got it, okay? Third principle. So perspective, provider. Third principle is this, priority. Verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And Jesus said, all these things shall be added unto you. So our priority should be, number one, God's kingdom. And number two, God's righteousness. Jesus is telling us, his people, not to be like the Gentiles. Do not be like the unbelievers, those who don't know God, those who don't have a relationship with God, whose preoccupation is their personal material needs and comfort. As God's people in the kingdom of Jesus, this is not an acceptable practice. chapter. Okay, these are some of the practices that Jesus condemns. When you give just to be seen and be appreciated and be applauded by other people, Jesus says that's not acceptable. When you give to the poor, do it quietly, do it secretly, do it privately. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Jesus is saying, when you pray, pray in your closet. When you fast, don't you know, parade yourself and announce to everybody that you're fasting. Do it secretly, you will be rewarded. In other words, these are some of those practices that are not acceptable in the kingdom of God. The other practice is this, do not worry. Do not worry. Okay? Do not be like the unbelievers who are preoccupied by their material, earthly things, earthly needs, and comfort. Do not act like you know, someone who doesn't know God, someone who doesn't know, you know Jesus, their Lord and Savior. Instead, the people of God should seek first. That means of highest priority, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is simply the rule of God in the hearts of His people, the kingship of Jesus Christ. And secondly, the righteousness of God. In other words, we must ensure that God's standards on life's issues and relationships and in everything that we do is being upheld. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Priority. Do you have the right priority in life? Ayun ang baliha. Kasigaran sa ato atong balihon. Seek first, you know, these things, and then the kingdom of God and His righteousness shall be added to us. That's why we're filled with worry. Because we don't have the right perspective. We don't have God's perspective. We don't have eternal perspective. And then we don't look to God. We don't believe in God as our provider. You know, as our creator, He he, he will provide for us. As our Father, He loves us. As our King, He cares for us. He's concerned for our safety and for our well-being. And He makes sure okay, that we are well-provided. That's why you're filled with worry. You're being overcome with this giant cold worry. Sige, nakagkabala ka sa imuhang ugma. 
Or if the world is in desperate search for the antivirus right now, for the anti-COVID-19 virus, Christians should know that Matthew chapter 63 is the anti-worry for all of his people. This is what I mean. God must be functionally first and not just philosophically or verbally first. He must be functionally first. I mean, it's so easy to say that, Lord, you are my priority. Lord, you are my first. Lord, you are my all in all. But what about in real life? Functionally, when you wake up in the morning, when you are about to make a decision, when you are about to, you know, take a direction, is God first? Is his kingdom and his righteousness first? As a child, as a child of God, I should say, we need to look to God as our father. And he loves us. Never doubt that. As our creator, we need to look to God, you know, and realize that he cares for us. As our king, we need to look to God and realize that he's concerned for us because he's our king. Then, we don't need to worry about anything because we know that He will faithfully provide for us. You see, as a child, I never worry if we will have food on the table from breakfast to dinner when I was young. Although my father was not a very good father when I was growing up because he was still an unbeliever, I never worry about, you know, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I know that my father will do everything to put food on the table. I never worry about that. I never worry about my safety when I am with my father. I never worry about anything when he is right beside me. And that's just my earthly father. How much more our heavenly father, our creator, and our king. The safest place to be is in the presence of our God. And you don't need to worry. So if you're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and you're living in his presence, you are in the safest place of all the universe. You don't need to worry. Last principle is, pre I want to call it present. What do I mean by that? Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So it was Corey Tenboom who said this, Worry doesn't rob tomorrow of its sorrow, it robs today of its strength. We need to learn to live in the present, a day at a time. Someone said, the past is closed for good, and the future is still under construction, but today has everything you need. Come here and make your home. In other words, what I mean by present is this, don't dwell on tomorrow's stress. The Lord tells us that tomorrow will take care of itself. Leave tomorrow alone. Ayaw ka pala ka ng ugma. Ayaw sige kung nauna ako kung sa'y ugma. Enjoy ni mo kung kung sa'y nakakaroon. Live one day at a time. When tomorrow comes and it's gonna come, God will give you the strength and the grace that you need to face its own challenges, its own troubles, okay? And its own whatever. Whatever it brings. The Lord will be with you tomorrow. The Lord is with you today. Don't forget living and enjoying today because you're so preoccupied and stressed about tomorrow. Live in the present. 
Live in the present, okay? God will give you the strength and the grace for today. Kabantay mo sa inyong mga kalendaryo. Kinsay na yung kalendaryo sa inyo, lingi sa inyong kalendaryo karon. Tanawar ko ninyong kalendaryo. Normally, ha? Dili nung tanan, but normally, ang kalendaryo, kada numero, sequence man ano, 1 to 31, 1 to 30, sometimes 1 to 28. But sa sequence niya, kada numero, usaragid na kabox. Here's the point. Live one box at a time. Live one day at a time. Worried na kayo kayo sa sunod nga box, napagani ka din. Nalimtan na nun mo, katubang unsa na mga naadinaan nga box. Nalimtan na nun mo, wala na nun mo, na-receive mga blessings nga naaan nga box. Kaya imo nun na tuwa sa pinakalast niya, box. Future-based anxiety is empty. As someone beautifully puts it, live in the present tense and make every day a beautiful gift to God unmarred by the lines and wrinkles of worry. Listen to this. Ganahan kayo ko ano nga poem. Di kayo ko hilig og poem. But when, when I encountered this poem, I had to copy this poem written by someone unknown. Okay? It's supposed to be a poem written by God to us. Ningun siya, My God is, My name is I am. If you live in the past, it will be very hard for I am not there. My name is not I was. If you live in the future, in the future it will be very hard for my name is not I will be. But if you live in the present, it is not hard for my name is I am. Present tense. Live one day at a time. Present. You want to overcome worry? You want to you wanna defeat and win and have victory over your own worries of life? Have God's perspective. Embrace an eternal perspective. Live for what is eternal and live for God who is eternal. Secondly, remember who is your provider. God is your creator and he promises to provide for you. God is your father. He loves you. Of course, he will do what is good and best for you. He will provide for your needs. He knows what you need, Jesus said. He's your king. He cares for you. He's concerned about you. Okay? Remember that. Third, have the right priority in life. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness. Live in His presence, the safest place to be in the whole universe so you don't need to worry. Lastly, present. Live in the present day. Live in the present tense. Live your life one day at a time. One box at a time. Jesus I mean, God says, my name is I am. He is the God of your present day. In fact, if you remember Psalm 46, I'm saying, God is my refuge and strength, my ever-present help in times of trouble. Live one day at a time. Like Goliath, worry is a giant. We regularly have to face. It haunts us, it intimidates us. And when allowed, it incapacitates us, it cripples us, it hinders us. The good news is this. Worry can be defeated when we fight, okay, 
When we fight this giant with the right perspective, when we look to our provider, when we embrace the right priority and choose to live in the present by the strength and grace that God provides. You see, worry is a giant in life that can be overcome, that we can overcome when we trust in God as our creator and as our father. Here are some verses as we close that I want to share with you. If you have a pen, okay, you, may, you may as well write this down beside okay, or on the margin of the passage we just looked at in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to verse 34. Psalm 50 and verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. God said, I will deliver you. You shall glorify me. He promised that. Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Those are sweet words of promises by God. And then of course, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He does. Lastly, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, my friends, worry is a giant in life we can overcome by trusting in God as our creator and as our father, as our king. We need not worry for anything. Why? Because God is our everything and He is for us. He is with us. Don't be defeated by this giant called worry. God will deliver you from this enemy. May you be encouraged by this. May you walk in victory. May you live in victory over worry. Trust in God as your Father Trust in Him as your Creator. Rely on Him as your King. God bless you.